the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. It's the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live, and I welcome you. My telephone number, 877 Bob Live, 877. 877- Two six two fifty four eighty three. I want you to take careful notice in the difference between the pro-Israel protesters, demonstrators, and the pro-Palestinian protesters, demonstrators. All right, there could not be a greater difference. Here in Columbus, it was Monday night of this week, basically pro-Palestinian protesters commandeered the entire city council meeting and demanded, you do what we say or you will not conduct any other business here. It was basically political extortion. And guess what? City Council allowed them to do it. I can promise you, if City Council chambers were packed, absolutely packed with a bunch of pro-life people, and those pro-life people acted like the pro-Palestinian people, the place would have been cleared. Police would have taken them out. I'm, I'm certain of that. Last night, Pro-Palestinian protesters in Washington, D.C. became violent. Violent. And the tragic, gross irony is these people are becoming violent, demanding peace. Now think about that. They're violently demanding peace. Yeah. Makes about as much sense as peacefully demanding violence. Uh, Protesters surrounded the Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C. They became more and more vocal, more and more unruly, and finally grew violent. They attacked police. Uh, Several were arrested, charged with crimes, and so on and so forth. Then in addition to that, several major bridges today have been completely shut down across America by pro-Palestinian, which, folks, listen, the pro-Palestinian protesters are pro-Hamas. What do we know about Hamas? They're violent, barbaric, unhuman terrorists. 
And we are seeing these massive, massive, massive demonstrations in support of brutal, barbaric terrorists. The uh, Bay Bridge in San Francisco. I don't know how many of you have been to San Francisco. But the Bay Bridge in San Francisco, this is not the Golden Gate, this is the Bay Bridge, is one of the busiest bridges in the United States. It's one of the busiest bridges in the world. And it's absolutely essential. People commuting back and forth from the suburbs into San Francisco, they shut it down. They absolutely shut it down, parked their cars, and then they threw the keys to their cars in the bay, in the water. And then they staged what they called a die-in. They laid down in the street. They brought all traffic completely to a halt, impacting multiple, multiple thousands of individuals including emergency vehicles that would need to go across the bridge, people needing to get home to their children, people working in offices and and so forth. Absolutely no care, no concern for other people. Complete narcissists who have been brainwashed by Hamas propaganda and the progressive liberal left. We're seeing this happen on campuses. Harvard, 100, 100 faculty members at Harvard University signed a document in support of Hamas. This is what's happened to um, our college campuses, our university campuses. You contrast that with the pro-Israel rallies that we are seeing across the country. They don't get the press that the pro-Palestinian rallies get because they're not violent. If you if if you want, look please at the demonstration, uh, wasn't it Monday? I think it was Monday in Washington, D.C. on the National Mall. Over 300,000 people demonstrating in support of Israel. Uh, No arrests, no violence, no one throwing rocks or projectiles at police, no throwing fake blood around. And then again, contrast that to the protests and the demonstrations that we are seeing on college campuses here in Columbus, again. And look at the protests. In London, England last week, 500,000, one-half million, one of the largest protests in the history of the city of London supporting a bunch of terrorists who intentionally slaughtered, and I mean slaughtered. They didn't humanely kill them. They slaughtered them. They raped them. They dragged them from the streets. They dragged them out of their homes 
raped the women and then shot them in the head, decapitated babies, put them put babies in ovens. This is Hamas. And this is what is being supported. And of course it's all under the banner of we want to cease fire. How can how can there be a ceasefire? Golda Meir, the first female prime minister of Israel, once said, how do you form a peace treaty with someone who wants to kill you? Wise words and very, very true. I hope you're praying for Israel. I hope you're praying that their enemies will be defeated wherever they are. When we come back, I'm going to share a portion of Scripture that I came across this morning that is so incredibly relevant to what's going on today. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I honestly don't expect the secular world to pay any attention to what God says about Israel. But I do expect God's people to know what God says about God's people and the land of Israel. And like so many other things, the Bible is not ambiguous about who really possesses the land of Israel. I have spoken often about the sevenfold covenant that God made with Abraham. And I have emphasized repeatedly It is an everlasting, unconditional covenant. There are many promises or covenants that God makes that are conditional. I call them if-then. God says, if you, I will. If you do, I will. It's an if-then promise, an if-then covenant. The covenant with Abraham concerning the land of Israel is not an if-then. It is not conditional. It is everlasting and unconditional. Now, I don't understand all of the reasons for that. I think I have a good idea, but it's not important that I understand, and it's not important that you understand. It's what God said. So, I have often spoken on this program and anywhere else that people will listen to me about the Abrahamic Covenant. But this morning, in my just personal Bible reading and devotions, I was reminded of something that, to be really honest, I had kind of forgotten. Not only did God promise that to Abraham, he also promised it to David. Now, if you will, allow me a somewhat lengthy uh, quote from Scripture. I'm in 2 Samuel chapter 7, all right? 2 Samuel chapter 7, 
And God makes a covenant with David that is in many ways similar to the covenant that God made with Abraham. Listen to this, and I'll have to do it quickly. Beginning in verse 7 of 2 Samuel 7, God says, In all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not me a house of cedar? Now therefore, so shalt thou say unto my servant David, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheepcote, from following the sheep to be ruler over my people over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of the great men that are in the earth. Moreover, listen, moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He, that's Solomon, he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father. He shall be my son. If he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of men. And God certainly did that. But my mercy shall not depart away from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away before thee. And thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever. Before thee thy throne shall be established forever. According to all these words and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. Um, pretty clear. God is reestablishing his promise to the nation of Israel. It was first made with Abraham. And there were ups and downs and there were ups and downs. This, this replacement theology that is wicked and evil that says, well, God has rejected Israel because they rejected the Messiah. And all the promises made to Israel are now given to the church. That is just dumb. That would mean that the nation of Israel belongs to the New Testament church. I don't know if anybody believes that. And God said, I will judge them, but my covenant is forever. My promise is forever. Their residency in the land is forever. The kingdom of David is forever. 
And, of course, I don't know what your eschatology is. I am pre-tribulation, pre-millennial. I do believe in a literal 1,000-year millennium. And during that 1,000 years, I believe that Jesus Christ will rule and reign on the throne of David. And in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, in the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, Jesus is finishing up his revelation, and Jesus says, oh yeah, there's, there's, before I finish, there's one more thing I want you to know. I am of the offspring of David. The covenant that was made with Abraham was reestablished with David, and it continues all the way to the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. I am of the root and the offspring of David, Jesus Christ himself said. Let me repeat. The Bible is not ambiguous. God gave the land of Israel all of it to the Jews, to the descendants of Abraham, and then Ishmael. Uh, Not Ishmael, forgive me. Isaac, oh my goodness, not Ishmael. No, 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 no. Gave it to Abraham, and then through his son Isaac, the supernatural son, the miraculous son Isaac. No, not Ishmael. Those are the Arabs. This is what God has proclaimed. And as I said, I I don't expect the secular, God-denying world to understand that. But I certainly expect you to understand it. If you love God, you love His Word, then there is no question. That whole land, all of it, including the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, all of it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.